0: welcome to PR After Hours, your twice-weekly cocktail of business, PR, and marketing tips hosted by me, Alex Greenwood. Every week, we bring you virtual happy hours featuring business advice from entrepreneurs and leading thinkers in PR, marketing, and business. We're going to get started in just a moment, so stick with us. Are you looking to get yourself or your clients interviewed on a podcast like this one? Well, I have good news and bad news. The good news is, according to podcasthosting.org, there are 2 2 million, podcasts out there with more than 48 million episodes available. The bad news is there are 2 million podcasts out there, varying quality and audience size. So what's that mean for you? If you're seeking a good fit for your topic that has a decent size audience, how do you make that podcast love connection? Well, if you're a regular listener, you know, I've podcasted off and on since 2006. And around 2018, I went from being a hobbyist podcaster to a serious producer of two shows that have quickly built an excellent niche fan base. I've also guested on numerous podcasts and live streams. That experience on both sides of the mic has given me a perspective on finding good shows to pitch yourself as a guest. So today I want to talk about how will how you can find and evaluate podcasts so you don't waste your time on shows with poor quality or audiences that are a little too niche in size. And by the way, I'll have a link to the actual podcast. Uh, original article I wrote about this on Medium in the show notes in case you want to uh, click on some links and things like that that I discuss on the uh, podcast here today. And don't forget, I've already covered how to be a good guest once you're booked on a podcast, and uh, that is linked in the article as well. And also, I did an episode of this here podcast talking about it. Just check your feed. Please subscribe so you'll never miss. So let's talk evaluating podcasts. First thing, uh, if you're looking for good shows to pitch, let me just simplify it for you with the things I'm looking for when I'm searching a client uh, for a client interview. As a PR guy, this is what I'm looking for when I'm researching podcasts for my clients. One of my favorite places to find guests is with Matchmaker FM. No, it's not the dating service, though it kind of is, really, if you're looking for that elusive love connection with a podcast. It's a service. Uh, It's available with a free light option, by the way, but there's some paid stuff that's really good too. And it helps podcasts and guests find each other. Um, Speaking of interviews, I interviewed its founder, James Mulvaney, shortly after it started. And you can check your feed here on PR After Hours and find that one. And I'll try to remember to put a link in the show notes. It now has more than 28,000 members. As a guest, you can create a profile. And uh, again, if you go to the article linked, you can look at mine and to showcase your expertise and introduce yourself to podcasts in your niche. I love that there's no cold pitching. People on Matchmaker FM expect to hear from you because that's what it's all about. They also help get rid of the dreaded email chains because you manage your communications in app. Now, I kind of do a hybrid of that. I do most of my. I start my conversations and evaluations on Matchmaker, but once I go move to trying to book guests on my shows, I have something going on with Calendly that I'll talk about down the road. But the point being, most of it can be handled here rather than that horrible back and forth um, on emails that just gets so old. And sometimes you just lose people because they lose interest or get busy and uh, they forget why they're having this email discussion with you about a podcast. It's funny, it, it can happen. So when you search for your types of shows on Matchmaker, and again the links in the show notes will tell you what mine look like. I have two um, for the podcast. From there you can evaluate them for yourself. I also like as a producer to be able to, to decline pitches temporarily. And here, here's what I'm talking about. Matchmaker FM is so great at connecting my shows. I am book solid for the next four months as of this recording. And Full disclosure, I like Matchmaker so much I became a founding member. That's right. I paid a little extra and I'm, I'm in for life and it's worth it. Um, both of my shows, PR After Hours and Mysterious Goings On, I never want for good guests. I'm telling you, I always have good guests and most of the time they come to me. They look at my show and they pitch themselves as a guest. So Another essential way to evaluate the podcast though is to find out how big their audience really is. Now. As a small niche podcast producer, I'm the last person to tell you to avoid shows that don't have Joe Rogan numbers. My shows speak to a dedicated niche who are fiercely interested in the subject matter, which, to my mind, is a huge benefit. I'd rather talk about my novels, for example, with 2,000 or so listeners who read and buy books. However you should get a general idea, even if it's a tiny niche, that way that you know what you're going into, or if it's a show that has a bigger following than you think it did. That's, it's always good to know, especially if you're a PR person or marketing person and you're wanting to book your CEO or uh, other team members, you want to get an idea because sometimes they'll say, oh, a podcast, uh, Who does anybody listen to that show? Well, Refonic link again in the Medium article is a great tool to get an idea of the show's downloads per episode along with social media engagement, ratings, and reviews. You can even drill down to specific episodes and make notes, build lists, listen to episodes, and search by topic. It's a pretty Cadillac site. Now it isn't free, but if you're an agency in particular um, and you're looking to find the right shows, it's a monster way to separate the wheat from the chaff. So using these great tools, and there are plenty more out there, just Google around. Keep these criteria in mind as you listen and evaluate podcasts to try to pitch to. Okay, the show should have at least a few dozen episodes, and I I don't want to serve up my clients to a show that doesn't have its sea legs. My first couple of dozen shows were pretty rocky, believe it or not, and I don't don't even mean my first couple of shows just in 2006. The the shows, I I had a show in 2006, and then I had another show, I think uh, about six, seven years later. And uh, like I said, in 2018, I kind of turned, turned it around and made it more uh, a more professional attempt and less of a hobbyist attempt. But even those first few shows were a little rocky. So, uh, needless to say, um, let shows get their sea legs. Uh, unless it's an established podcasting and broadcasting probe doing the show, right? Starting a new show. I mean, you know, if it's Katie Couric starting a new show or, uh, you know, a successful news reader or something or a personality who's comfortable in front of a mic, I would say, Make sure there were some episodes under their belt. Um, I pass on shows without at least a couple dozen episodes, and I definitely pass on shows that are inconsistent. Um, if they're like, "Oh, it's uh, listeners lose interest in shows that fall off their for weeks, or every couple of episodes," and that's even happened to me back when I was more of a hobbyist. I went through an almost an entire year of mysterious goings on where I only did basically quarterly episodes, maybe. A little bit more than that because just a rough year, physically, emotionally, all these things going on with my business. So I wasn't very consistent. So, who would want to book on my show? I mean, you know, you want to reach people and reach them fairly quickly. A guy who puts out a show basically quarterly is not a good idea. That's why now, of course, the past few years since 2018, Mysterious Goings On is with you each and every week, and PR After Hours is typically with you twice a week. And that's something I'm very serious about uh, continuing to do. People expect it. And uh, so, if a show doesn't have that kind of consistency, I'm not real fond of trying to book a guest, uh, a, a, whether a client or my boss or whomever on those kinds of shows. Okay. Next thing they interview people regularly. So, you know, shows that don't often do interviews usually have a few things in common. The hosts are unskilled in conducting interviews and they have little experience managing the technical side of interviewing via the internet or in person. Those are big concerns. Um, they don't know the logistics real well. And the idea, you know, interviewing one person enough is challenging, particularly if you don't have a lot of experience at it. But if you get like a show with two or three people and you're managing that three ring circus via zoom or via Skype or whatever you use, um, that can get really tricky, really fast. So uh, it's often pretty frustrating to get on shows like that, that don't have the experience in the interview process all the way from booking to the the interview to post-show promo. Um, you know, and I'm pretty, pretty finicky anyway. I don't, I don't really enjoy shows that are very rote or have a real, a real extremely rigid, um, uh, way of doing things and, and we'll get into that more later but anyway you'll get a feel for it. but if the show doesn't seem to have a lot of regular interviews going on and you're pitching it to them and going you talk about a great niche just bear in mind the host may not be a great interviewer maybe the host is a great interviewer she could be great but just keep that in mind This is an old one. Next thing here that I'm all over all the time, sound. Just cover it real quick. The podcast pays attention to being heard clearly. Show me a great interviewer with a lousy mic or a lack of understanding of ambient noise and I'll show you a podcast that people don't listen to. Next up, speaking of people, the host. Is the host at ease on their own show? Do they know how to make an interview interesting or are they just reading questions off a sheet of paper? As I alluded to earlier, I prefer to book and be booked on shows with hosts who can have an actual conversation. Why? People like to listen to an interesting discussion, not a rote Q and A session like drag, nah, Just the facts, ma'am. You know. The other thing is to pay attention to how guests are treated. For example, in, oh boy, this happened to me. I was on a live stream. You know. I, got booked on a show where the co-hosts spent most of the interview time prattling at each other and then they left me to kind of fend for myself It was, and it was what was worse is a live stream you know if it had been recorded i could have just said hey guys look uh it's your show but you know i'm over here waiting you know Uh, but the the show did uh it was a live stream and the two hosts were just bantering back and forth and not terribly amusingly i gotta admit and they said yeah we got a guest we'll get to him a little bit and then 15 minutes later 16 minutes later, I think it was like 20 minutes into the show and I just didn't understand the format and that was my bad for not checking them out ahead of time. Pretty amateur hour stuff and what bothers me the most is I stayed up like at 11 o'clock at night because it was in a different time zone and anyway, it was a bad experience. So do check into that, listen ahead to shows, make sure the host knows what they're doing and that they will treat your client or your boss or whomever well, otherwise you may hear about it for a long time. The show has a website. This is kind of controversial with some shows, but I prefer shows with an independent website. That's why I have prafterhours.com and I have mgopod.com, which specifies its focus, links to where to listen and subscribe, and has robust show notes section. Why? I want my client's appearance memorialized in a show notes page that has links to their website, which is good for their SEO, uh, their books, their products, and any other info, their social media links, all of that stuff. Bonus, if you can listen right there on the site so people don't have to hunt the episode down on podcast uh, aggregators or, or feeds uh, on my show notes pages, if you go to prafterhours.com, you'll see I provide all sorts of links to various popular um, podcast uh, channels and aggregators. But you can also listen to the show on the audio via YouTube right there on the page. So no excuses for people not to be able to find the show. And I find that my guests appreciate that. Next, the show audience will be interested in you. Um, Don't waste time pitching something the show won't be interested in. Of course, there's always exceptions, but you're going for the highest quality targets to spread your message. So asking the guys doing a local sports roundup podcast to interview you about your horticulture webinar is probably futile and it'll just annoy the podcasters and waste your time. As I mentioned, social media and promo next, does the podcast promote its episodes on social media or via newsletter? Do they even have a robust social media presence? Doesn't have to be millions of people, but do they have a presence? Do they use it? Do they have a sizable following? If not, you may be shouting into the void. Now that can be okay if you need interview practice time, okay, and there is something to be said for that. If you book a client and you just tell them ahead of time, look, it's a small show. They're, they're kind of getting their wings, but it's good practice for you because you haven't done a lot of interview practice, you haven't done a lot of interviews. that's a good thing to think about when you're talking to your clients and you're talking to your, your boss or whomever you're trying to book. Uh, but remember you're doing this to build awareness and find new fans or customers for yourself or clients. and that is tougher with shows that don't actively promote, okay? Um, you know I uh, the hobbyist podcasters, they're under no, I understand this. They're under no obligation to try to promote the show. I mean, maybe they do just shout in the void. Maybe they just do the podcast for five or 10 of their closest friends or, or their church or whomever. But the point is, um, I just think that if you're doing a business related podcast or a business, and if you're doing this in a business context, the podcast needs to treat it like a business, um, event or a business meeting or a business transaction. See what I'm saying? Uh, the hobbyist podcasters, out there, and they're much more hop, many more hobbyist podcasters than professionals or semi-professionals, as I would call some of them. Um, you know, they they aren't they don't really have the same um, professional standards, and I'm not not knocking them at all. I'm just saying though that remember, if you're trying to book your clients on podcasts do your best to make sure that that it's a professional business transaction for them okay and as i said finding the right show out of millions right it takes time so still if you pay attention to how a podcast sounds looks and promotes itself you'll find it a more productive experience all right again uh, that's my thoughts on making that podcast love connection be sure to read my post on how to be a good podcast guest which will be linked in the show notes Uh, actually i'll probably just ask you just to click on the link to the medium article and you can read it and there's there's links throughout the article it's all in one spot for you and um, it's just part of my continuing series about podcasting again we've already discussed how to be a good guest we both have that on medium and we've talked about it on the show and now we've got this one about uh, finding the right podcast so the next thing i'm going to do is talk about how to pitch yourself as a guest Oh, you know what that means? Looks like it's last call here at your virtual lounge for PR news views and interviews. We'll keep it short and sweet. Just remind you, if you like the show, there's many ways you can help us keep it going. Not the least among which is to rate this podcast. Simply go to the show notes at prafterhours.com or wherever you're getting this podcast and click on the link rate slash after and it will take you to apple podcasts and a couple other places very easily one click you write your review it's done can't tell you enough how important it is to get ratings on those sites so that we can build our audience and keep bringing you the kind of information you need every week for your business also don't forget if you want to sponsor the show give us a tip in the virtual tip jar or ask a question there are links in the show notes well I think it's time that I uh, cleaned up and closed up for this edition of PR After Hours here on Anchor FM.